Yo, yo, man, we made it, baby. Episode 10, we here now. And, uh, yo, I got so many emotions just getting ready. Have you seen the sheet today? She's motherfucking four pages long. You know what? I don't want to scare the listeners. I don't want to scare the listeners yet. Um, but the finale, man, we got a lot to cover. So, uh, yo, I'm ready to dive right into it. Um, but, yo, like, this week has been kind of crazy, right? Like, yesterday, I, I did nothing but watch Marvel movies. Like, I, I shit you not. Like, I got back from work, got back from boxing, watched nothing but Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, like, did you do anything like, like yesterday? Yeah. What you watch? Yeah, yo, that Iron Man one is tight. But then, like, he didn't make any, uh, oh, he did make a cameo. That's right, when it was on the steps of the gala, he was right there posing as Hugh Hefner. Yo, son, I watched all, like, all the Avenger movies, and I watched, like, some of, like, new shit and whatnot. Like, I mean, I only had, like, so much time, but, um, yeah, man, it's crazy. Anyways, Thanksgiving coming up, man. Thanksgiving is next week. You got your, uh, you got your whole situation planned out? Like, what y'all what y'all finna do? Okay. Yeah, that's that's not bad, man. That's not bad. So you get to you about to do the 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 twofer. You about to hit the two. So you gonna go to your girl's spot and then y'all gonna head over to y'all uh, to your families. All right, cool. Where does her family stay at? Oh, okay, that's not too far. Like like what like 20, 30 minutes probably. Yeah, okay, y'all good, man. Y'all good. Me right now, I'm trying to plan out my route, man. Like I might hit up Antioch. Yo, I might be out here in Oakland. Yo, and I might, you know, and obviously, you know, I got to go hit up the family spot, but we're going to see. I just know that for a lot of people, this is about to be a very tense Thanksgiving, especially after those midterms, baby. So it's going to be real interesting. It's going to be real interesting to see <laughs> what people about to do because, yeah, like, yo, who you vote for? I can imagine, yo, in Georgia or Florida, who'd you vote for? Families just Bumping heads and just going crazy. Um, but yeah, anyways, yo, we made it episode 10. I want to make sure everything is good. So my levels, everything, we straight. All right, bet. Let's get into it. Petrol Labs presents Shook It, a podcast on what in the world has this show. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to Shooketh. I'm your host, OK. And we made it, baby. Episode 10. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know why. I like, it, like, 10 episodes wouldn't feel like this if, you know, like, it wasn't something that we were aiming for, aiming for since the beginning. You feel me? And I think that so far, we've been able to really cover topics we were really able to like evolve and grow and I'm excited because not only does this mark the completion of this project and you know like we get it tied up with the bow and just you know like let it live but then you know like this also sets the stage or at least it sets a precedent for you know like other projects like this in the future should we want to go ahead and pursue them? So right now, I, I'm i so excited, man. So excited. Like, we, we finally made it. Um, 
for for those who don't know, Shooketh is a podcast project of my of my own design where I've taken up the format as a means of being able to cover topics as they cover as they span politics, as it spans entertainment, as it spans political, not political, but pop culture, um, technology, and like other things, including politics, if I haven't already mentioned that. (laughs) Um, And really being able to dive into those topics and provide a commentary, providing my own opinion, as well as sharing the opinion of others as a means of being able to become better at honing in my own thoughts and being able to um, become more proficient as an orator. And, you know, episode 10 marks, you know, like 10 episodes of which I've been able to aggregate topics, been able to speak on them, and to be able to see that progression through time, which is pretty dope. And, yeah, it's uh, it's been going on for about half a year now. We started, like, back in, I think we started, like, back in June or, or May, like, towards the end of May. And like, yeah, now we're here, baby, at the end of it. So very excited. Now, if you want to interact with the show, you can surely do so via Twitter. Our handle is at Shook Talk. We've been able to get DMs from from fans and letting them letting them letting us know ways that we can improve because I mean like that's what the entire project is about. What are the topics that we can cover? And just like interacting with the show in general, which has been very, very great and uplifting. I've even gotten feedback in person directly from friends and family who've been listening to the show. Uh, and I just want to let y'all know if you're tuned in, you are so appreciated. I just from the bottom of my heart, I really want to say I really want to say thank you because Without you like listening, without your feedback, without you letting me know in the ways that like I can improve and, you know, like in what ways that the show could be better. Yo, like episode 10 wouldn't be this monumentous, at least for me. So I appreciate it for all of you guys who stuck it through. Listen to those 45 minute episodes. I think that was like one all the way to like the hour long, you know, 10 minute, uh, an hour and 10 minute long episodes. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, my team here, we are super appreciative. And I got to give up to my team, man. You're like, well, when I say my team, it's really my sign-in engineer, man. You know what, Darius, thank you, man, so much for just hanging in here, you know, making sure my levels is right, making sure that, like, the post-production is, you know, is dialed in and so that, like, I don't have to worry about it so much myself. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, yeah, and we appreciate y'all for, for making this worthwhile. So once again, if you want to interact with the show, at Shook Talk uh, on Twitter. Now, for episode 10, we're doing something kind of special. Because we're ending here in November, there's still an entire month and a half left of the year. However, I figured, um, or because we won't be going, like we won't have an episode at the end of the year, that it might be, you know, uh, kind of fun to do a, a recap of 2018 so far. And let me tell you, man, 2018 has been wild as a year. It has been insane. Like, the just stupid 2018 has been. And I don't even, like, I think we, we, we captured maybe a fraction of all the things. But we're going to go through a brief recap. We're going to cover some of the more uh, recent news items. And then we're going we're gonna to sign off, finally. We're going to be done. 
So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Like, I really hope this episode isn't that long, but, you know, it is episode 10, baby. So we do whatever the hell we want, right? So um, who knows? I- I'll do my best, but you know what? Bear in mind. That's all I'm asking you to do as a listener. Now, as we do a recap of 2018, I want you to keep in mind that not all of these are listed in chronological order. It was very difficult to even, like, like scour the web for all of these different news items. Uh, simply because so much has happened this year. Uh, So nothing is in chronological order, um, but we do touch on things that have occurred here in 2018. For example, at the onset of the year, this is one of the things that actually like happened at the top of the year. uh, Kids were being admitted to the hospital for eating Tide Pods. Apparently there was a Tide Pod challenge online, you know, the youths, and (laughs) they were participating in eating Tide Pods, and then shortly thereafter being admitted to the hospital. I don't get it. I don't understand how it started. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think it's because, like, Tide Pods look like candy. Uh, It's just, man, if you're young and you eat things because they look like candy, you are in for a very rude awakening, in which case some of them actually got it. So um, that happened at the beginning of the year. And then shortly, and I don't want to say like shortly thereafter, but a few weeks later, um, there was a mass shooting at Parkland um, High School in Florida. And suddenly the conversation had changed. So it was no longer the kids, the youths on the gram eating Tide Pods for views. Now the conversation has shifted from, you know, like those antics to gun reformation and going directly at the neck of the NRA, which was in, which was an, an impressive switch that we saw. So we saw the antics and then we saw the pivot to, you know, like these socially conscious Teenagers taking ownership of their narrative and what's going on in their lives and challenging the the status quo, challenging the establishment, pushing back at the president, definitely in the face of the NRA, and wanting to see gun reform that would prevent shootings like Parkland from ever happening again. So I thought that was pretty impressive and one of the noteworthy characters or one of the more visible characters I should say was Emma Gonzalez and her speech her tear-filled speech where it was just all that emotion came out on the podium and the world looked and they're like shit like these kids are being affected now the change that occurred from this particular movement I, I, I think there, there were some like significant strides made. Obviously, the NRA is the NRA, and our president is our president. So there's only so much that could or would happen. But I think that the kids proved that they can bend the ear of the nation and that people would listen. So uh, that happened at the top of the year. Uh, in 2018, we have seen not only Black Panther, but we've also seen Infinity War. They've both been, they were both in theaters. They're now on uh, DVD or direct download. And uh, even Black Panther or Black Panther has even made its way to Netflix. And mind you, at the beginning of the year, the conversation of Black Panther was an all black or majority, like 
majority, majority black cast, breaking the barriers, smashing all kind of records, even being able to gross over a billion dollars worldwide. No movie that's had a, like, a, like the majority of the cast were black has ever done that which was a huge milestone for the industry and what people have considered to be a turning point now that Hollywood knows that they can monetize around all black cast or that people will go to movies with all black cast or at least uh, like uh, most of the cast is black. Uh, so that happened this year, man. You imagine, I know like, like we saw the costumes over Halloween and so people are dressing up like Black Panther, M'Baku, Shuri, um, Nakia, like everyone's like dressing like all the Black Panther characters. And it just seems so distant. So that happened in 2018. Not only that, but the Warriors won the 2018 NBA championship by way of sweeping the Cavs. And it also gave us the hilarious meme of LeBron with the outstretched hands after JR just what is what is epically, epically screwed that shit up. And so we got that meme, and then we also got the resurgence of the J.R. Smith squinting meme. And <laughs> we thought, like, oh, what? I forgot what the memes are. And I know it happened early in the year. I might have shared some myself. That happened. Um, along in the world of sports, France won the World Cup, the 2018 World Cup. And it, it spurned a lot of hashtags that like connotated that Africa had won the World Cup since like the entire team, the entire French team is mostly made up of Africans. And it was really interesting. And like it, like in this of itself, like it was a joke on the internet. To add fuel to the flames, the French prime minister or French president, I really am unaware. <laughs> I think it's the president of their um political or their democratic structure. Anyways, uh, he <laughs> went on to say, like, nah, France won. These are all French Africans. And there was so much conversation and dialogue around the fact that like, when the team is doing well, that's when we want to claim them or that France wants to say, oh, these no, these are our people. If things were to go bad, it was very likely that it could have been like the complete opposite and you're like, uh. or maybe not a complete opposite but you know like in in countries uh like in the uk and in europe in general um i like there is they're like very much uh, very similar to like here in the united states there is a lot of racism and you know like there is a lot of you know like nationalist pride and all that good stuff and um, well, maybe I shouldn't say good stuff or well, all of those things. And so, you know, like people are very quick to embrace those who look different than them if they're winning. But if they're not, then, you know, like you see the other side of the conversation, which is not as favorable. And uh, since we're talking about France, you know what I mean? Since we're, since we're in that sphere of things um, and also uh, discussing about, you know, like the racially charged tensions in that specific country. Um, France, uh, there was a Malian... Yeah, a Malian migrant living in France. And I'm pretty sure you'll remember this story of this gentleman scaling the side of an apartment complex in order to save the life of a child. 
So you remember seeing the dude in the video scaling up the wall. The kid was just hanging on to the rail. He grabbed the kid, pulled the kid to safety, risking his own life in the process. It was insane. And so he gained, like, like the videos went viral. He was uh, ultimately, he was, he was granted French citizenship. Huh. No shit. And he, you know, like, and, you know, like the, the, the country kind of like rallied around him and said like, yeah, you know, like this is, you know, like what French people do. And it's like, well, at the time he was still like waiting to get like a visa. He was still waiting for citizenship for your country. And it wasn't until he did this heroic act that he was finally granted citizenship. So it was just all like, all right, France. Like, we see you. Like, you did the right move, but we see you, man. Like, don't don't try to be nothing you're not. <laughs> uh, so, and it was just really interesting how, like, that came on the heels of, like, the World Cup and and things, uh, and, like, and, and, those, and that series of events. Yeah, so, yeah, that's all 2018, and we're, and we're just getting, we're just barely getting started. I guess I didn't, like, want to start with this, but I, th- I think it's, it's, it's best that we discuss it now. So um, in the hip hop um, and in, even in the, the music world, there have been like several deaths either due to either due to violence or um, due to gun violence or due to um, drug overdoses. So on that list, we have Mac Miller. We have Tentacion, We have Jimmy Wapple. We have Craig Mack. And those are rappers, you know, like from... The, the hip-hop sphere here in the U.S., um, they, were, they were met with untimely demises along with Avicii. I, I, when I was, like, scrolling through, like, different timelines trying to, like, aggregate the topics that we'd cover, Avicii, I, like, I, I, re- I remember when he passed away. Like, I remember, like, when people were posting about it. I, he wasn't something, someone that I listened to, so he wasn't really on my radar, but I could see how much he had impacted other artists and how much other artists really loved him. And it was, it was crazy um, to see the response and the fact that he died also, if I remember, from a drug overdose. So those are artists that we've, that we've lost this year. And 2018 has proven to be a freaking powerhouse when it comes to music. Like, I feel like maybe there might be one, two, or there might be like one or two other years that I've seen the kind of, like, to see so many peaks in music because of all the all the talent involved. So so far in 2018, we've had Cardi B release an album, Georgia Smith, Justin Timberlake, Tory Lanez, Lil Yachty, Logic, The Weeknd, Pusha T, Kanye, Drake, Tiana Taylor, Kid Cudi, Post Malone, Nas, J Rock, Travis Scott. Nicki Minaj, YG, Young Thug, LMA, ASAP Rocky, and hella more people dropped music this year alone. Insane. And I think Lil Yachty, he dropped like two albums. Cardi B was trying to drop two. Georgia Smith, she had her debut album, which is beautiful. So did LMA. Yo, Scorpion came out by Drake. Keep That Same Energy by Tiana Taylor. So many projects dropped this year it was hard at like some points of like the year to like consume all the music that was being released it was insane and not to mention 
the Migos, of which they dropped Culture 2 earlier in the year. And then Quavo recently dropped his solo project along with Takeoff dropping his and Offset is projected to drop his solo project later this year as well before the year um, before it's over. Yo, Migos everywhere. I mean, like the saturation for QC, Quality Control, their label, which Cardi B is on, the Migos are on, and, you know, like a few different artists, is insane. It's ridiculous how much music was released in 2018, and it doesn't look like there's any, you know, like stopping, you know, like the stopping of the train. And uh, speaking of releases, we were able to get Lil Wayne's The Carter Five after several years of anticipation litigation and all around bullshit we finally were able to get the card of five and it seemed that Lil Wayne was excited to finally be able to give this project to the fans who have been craving it for so many years now so this year has been incredible and let's not forget y'all if we're gonna talk about music we're not gonna leave Queen V out the conversation you know what I mean in this year alone, <laughs> off the heels of having gave birth to the twins, of which I'm sure they're doing magnificently well at this point in time, Beyonce returned to Coachella because she was supposed to headline last year in 2017, but couldn't because of her pregnancy, came in 2018 and made up for every other year she didn't perform, even though she was never asked. You know what I mean? Like, all the Coachellas that happened prior, Beyonce came through. She was like, you know what? I know y'all asked me to perform in 2017, but because, like, I wasn't asked in 2016 or wasn't ready, whatever the case might be, because I wasn't here to grace you with my presence in all the past years of Coachella, I'm going to give you a performance that will define <laughs> Coachella going forward. Coachella, at that point in time, changed, right? It was no longer Coachella. It was Beachella, both weekends. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was insane. Her performance, I wasn't there. I watched it online. I got goosebumps watching her performance. Like, it was incredible. It was beyond belief. All the dances, all the dancers, the music, like, yo, Beyonce has officially topped the charts. Like, no one is ever going to put on a show bigger than Beyonce. And I think we knew that to begin with. However, like, it's just to see it, goddamn. So not only that, though, not only did she just destroy Coachella, Cardi B was there, too. She did her motherfucking thing, girl, I saw you. And so did the Migos. Migos everywhere. Once again, Beyonce, not only then, I mean, like, not only destroyed Coachella, but she also went on tour with her husband for the On The Run 2 tour. And then on top of that, they also dropped, released their album, Everything Is Love, on which their single Apeship was shot in the Louvre on some black royalty kingdom come. We are the rulers of this world and several others beyond your mortal infinite, I mean, finite minds can comprehend type shit. That's what happened. They shut down the whole fucking Louvre and had people, they had niggas. And when I, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say niggas. They had black people. 
up in the Louvre, dancing their asses off. Ape shit was a, ape shit was a moment. Ape shit was a moment. And then at that point in time, you really saw Beyonce and Jay Z. You really there is nowhere they don't have access to. There is nowhere they there's nowhere they couldn't go. I'm pretty sure they probably have like joy rides and a spaceship somewhere around the Earth. Maybe they go visit distant galaxies. And they're just all like, yeah, you know, this is what we did over the weekend. Now we're back. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they've achieved, you know, faster than light travel. I really wouldn't. So this year has been big for Beyonce and it's been big for the Carters as well. It's been like such an in- incredible year for them. And uh, like I mentioned, maybe it was like on episode five or episode six, I went to the Underburn 2 tour concert here in the Bay Area. Phenomenal. Seeing Beyonce live. If you thought like the goosebumps I got when I watched her at Beachella was nothing compared to what I felt when I was actually there. And I was like a football field away from her presence, but I felt that shit. <laughs> so uh, Rihanna. So a lot of people thought that this would be the year that Rihanna would release new music. And nah. Rihanna has been on her Fenty Beauty Savage Fenty shit. And you know what? All the power to her. So Fenty Beauty was released back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Savage Fenty, her lingerie line, was released in 2018. And at first, it was really interesting because the reaction of the Internet wasn't what I anticipated. And I think it was because like most of them were baffled because it didn't look how people expected lingerie designed by Rihanna would look. Now, nonetheless, it sold out in a matter of hours. So like Riri like still got her bag. And I think because like she was more focused on having sexy lingerie, is sexy, comfortable lingerie be able to fit multiple types of bodies. So not just the slender, not just the thick, not just the, you know, like more to love. You know what I mean? Like she wanted to, to, to cover the entire spectrum of body types. And like that was, I think that was her initial goal. And so people were expecting something like crazy. You know what I mean? Like have your man drop his, like his jaw to the ground type lingerie or that shit where, you know what I mean? Like hide it under a trench coat and just bow and just someone catches a heart attack. You know what I mean? That's what the, <laughs> that's the type of lingerie people were thinking were going to be released, was going to be released. And uh, slowly but surely, she's been making iterations and, you know, releasing new lines here and there, which, you know, oh, Yo, yo, Rihanna's out here, man, yo, them releases, you know what I mean, like, if I have a short in my life, she wants that savage, yeah, it's not even a question, it's not even a question, yeah, baby, you can have that, for sure, like, <laughs> that's no, no problem, that's not no problem, <laughs> um, yeah, so, shout out to Riri, and her doing things, even though we didn't get no music, uh, and, you know, like, and I, and I feel like she she will get back to it. She has been teasing it, um, but that might be for 2019. Walmart Yodel Kid, aka Lil Hank Williams, has I mean, oh, has become he was a internet sensation so much that he actually ended up dropping his debut album. I feel like only like weeks or maybe like a month or two after the viral hit came out. Like the kid, the kid was at Coachella. Like he was at like other like music festivals and events. That's how big his little viral video got. 
Like everybody was like, yo, this kid can sing. Or he was already recording or he's already singing. And so he finally just, he had the moment. He seized it, re- released his music. And now he's like a country music sensation. Like people in the South, I'm sure, are loving this little kid and trying to you know, like groom their own children to become the next little Hank Williams. You know what, kid? Do your motherfucking thing. Proud of you, man. You seized the moment. You saw it. You saw an opportunity. And you took it. And, and, the, and the thing, like, just yodeling in Walmart of all places. Wow. Yeah, kudos, young man. So, Lil Hank, man, that was 2018. Who remembers Walmart yodeling kid? Crazy, right? You might know why this is something that was about, like, 2018 that's going to blow your mind. So, we had the, the, the Laurel versus Yanni debate. Y'all remember this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, like, your mind percolating. Where, like, that audio file that was released, like, people would hear it, and they'd be like, Yanni. Or some people were here, Laurel. It was just, I, I don't even know how. I think I heard Lonnie, I mean Yanni, each and every time, personally, um, from, what I, from what I can remember. But that debate got super huge. And I, I think that every year is going to be punctuated by some type of comparative viral situation. Because in 2017, for us, it was the... Gold or white dress versus the blue black dress, right? Like everybody was like, "Nah, what color is that? It's blue. Nah, it's white. It's gold. I don't know. Ah, we're gonna fight." That's how. That's how serious things got. And so, like the Laurel Yanni thing, it got up there too. It got up there too. So, like, I feel like there's always gonna be that one comparative viral, you know, like blow up that happens, and everyone's like, "What did you hear? What did you see?" What? Oh, my God. We saw two different things. Let's look again. Let's listen again. Let's listen to in groups. Let's see it in groups. Let's make a presentation out of it. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, So uh, that happened in 2018. Also in 2018, only a few months ago, people across the globe watched in awe as the royal wedding between Meghan Markle and Prince Harry took place. And when I say a few months ago, I mean like May 19th of this year. Yeah, go ahead and let that sink in. For some odd reason, maybe it's just like the way that they move, or maybe it's, you know what I mean, the fact that we don't have as much exposure to them as much anymore as we did when the wedding was getting planned and getting built up in our eyes. But, you know, it just seems like they've been at this for a while. Or maybe it's also because, like, they're expecting a kid, right? So Meghan Markle has recently, he's like, I'm pregnant, and so I'm going to have Prince Harry's baby, who's going to be a young duke. Um... <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yo, the, the madness has begun already. Let me tell you. Um, okay. So that happened in 2018. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry getting married, and now they're expecting their first child. All the props to them. Another sensation, that viral sensation, that took place in uh, 2018 was Doja Cat's Moo. Moo. Moon, bitch, I'm a care, bitch, I'm a care. Um, and then she, <laughs> she has some other things in there. Yo, Moo came out and the internet lost its fucking mind. The internet exploded with just the, the video went everywhere. People singing it themselves. You know what I mean? You be sitting in the cubicle and you can just hear someone like, Moo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so 
crazy. And I think that I remember one tweet, someone's all like, yo, just let it live. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to do nothing with it. It's just like the the internet banality that we needed at the time because everything was just so intense, right? You like like just in, in, in the social political climate, like all the things happening with major news networks and the news that was like the headlines that were making its way to the forefront of people's devices. Like Moo kind of like came in there, interjected itself and was all like, yo, we can be crazy. We can be stupid and it don't really matter because we're all having fun. And that's all it was. And, um, yeah, so Doja Cat came out. And, yo, I saw, I've saw i been, like, seeing videos. Like, I saw some videos a few uh, weeks ago of her, like, having her own concerts. Because she has, like, really good music. I've listened to her music. love her music. I might actually revisit it. I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, but, yeah, she's been putting on concerts. She's been like, yo, uh, girl can dance. Girl can dance. She knows how to have a good time. She knows how to work a crowd. So I don't think this is the last we hear about Doja Cat. But Moo, Moo was a defining moment for her. It's what shot her from, you know, like from her little internet community and 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 her initial fans into, you know, like the limelight to, you know, like being talked about on morning shows and being discussed, you know, like in uh, late night TV. So Doja Cat is out here doing her motherfucking thing. Now, 2018, the recap wouldn't be complete without mentioning, well, that sounds terrible. No, I'm going <laughs> to, shit. We're going to keep pushing. I'm going to save that transition for something else. Bill Cosby, uh, so we knew about the sexual assault allegations. This has been going on for quite some time. He was finally sentenced to three to 10 years in prison after being convicted of those charges. So, uh, yeah, Bill's been locked up, yo. And that happened in 2018. Now, we don't know how long he's going to last in there because, like, from what I saw, like, he's, what, 85, like, 90-something? He old, man, so he's not going to last very long. So I don't think he's going to be there. Like, he might die there or something else might happen. Don't really know, but that's to be determined. And the thing that I was going to start off bringing up Bill, like, the year wouldn't be complete. Nah, fuck that shit, bro. (laughs) Oh, all right, so, you know, in, in other 2018 news, uh, Kylie Jenner had become a billionaire, like, via her um, Kylie Cosmetics, from all of her ad endorsements, from the empire that she's built. She's become a billionaire. And people, well, because, like, I think she was on Forbes or Time. I forgot, like, what, what publication, but it was, like, self-made. And people were like, nah, fam. <laughs> nah, it's not self-made. Self-made is when you pick it up, like you build something on your own, and you you then you become a billionaire. And to say not to say that she didn't, I don't want to take any credit away from her. I wouldn't know how to build all the things that she built. Then again, yeah, you ever see me at the books? You know what I mean? I got ideas, baby. I got things up here. I just, I just, I'm about to complete a ten episode podcast right now, baby. Can't tell me shit. Uh, <laughs> but what I mean is when people on the surface of it, on the face of it, when it says self-made, it didn't really connect because we we kind of know like where her family, we kind of know her family history. Um, I mean, at least, well, when it comes to like uh, Kim's dad, I think it's Rob's dad, like he was a lawyer for OJ. So, you know what I mean? Like there was already, they were already kind of like in the limelight as a family. 
And, you know, like things changed once he married, you know, Kris Jenner. And, uh, or should I say she now? I don't, I don't want to be wrong about it. But um, anyways, <laughs> I don't want to go too deep into this narrative. So, you know, like there was, there was already something, there was already money in the family. And pretty much what happened is that they built off the success of their show. And each of them kind of like went to go launch their own different projects. I mean, like Kim, she had like her app and she did like her app game thing. Kylie and Kendall, like I think they went off and they did their own show or they did something together as a joint venture. And then Kylie went off and branched off into her own. And I mean, I'm pretty sure she has like really smart people around her who are giving her advice and whatever the case might be. But the money was already there. So you can't really say it's self-made. Your family had wealth. And then from that wealth, you were able to build more wealth, which is is a feat in and of itself. Like kudos for you to doing that. And then became a billionaire. So I have no problem with her becoming a billionaire at all whatsoever. I, the And the internet just had an issue with it being self-made. It should have just been Kylie Jenner, youngest billionaire, or, you know, some other title headline. But... Not to diminish the fact, girl made a billion dollars or she's running a billion dollar industry as herself. Well done, girl. Keep doing you or not. I mean, she's a mom now, too. So it's kind of crazy, right? I don't know how that's really going to. Eh, we'll see. Queen Radio was born in 2018, allowing Nicki Minaj a platform to shade all those she would like to from her perch on high. Queen Radio 2018. 2018 gave y'all Queen Radio. Be grateful. <laughs> My man Shiggy. Shiggy. You can't see me right now, but I'm doing a little dancing in the studio. Shiggy took over the internet for a few weeks thanks to his his In My Feelings challenge. And it didn't really start as a challenge until, like, I think OBJ did it. And then that's when it really blew up. But then Shiggy, he started the little dance. He started doing the little thing. You know what I mean? And then it, OBJ did the exact same thing, blew up, and, you know, Shiggy's the originator. He did the first dance, caught on, super catchy. He is still the reason why we believe the In My Feelings song overtook, what was the single at the time? Was it nice for what? Or was it like, I think, like, God's plan had come out, and then the In My Feelings challenge had then dropped. And so... um, you know, like that helped, that helped in my feelings. It catapulted it into a different stratosphere than where it was its original trajectory, which I think is really impressive. So Shiggy, he's like, the, that challenge is one of the defining moments of 2018. So shout out to Shiggy for bringing that to the people. And then also speaking of Drake, Drake and Pusha T, yo, they went at it. Uh, Drake dropped Duppy Freestyle, Pusha T, he... Or he, uh, he dropped it as a response to Pusha's track. I forgot whatever name it was of it was. I think it was on Daytona. And then Pusha T then dropped the story of Adidon when he revealed to the entire world, hey, your favorite rapper has a kid and he's a deadbeat dad because he's been hiding him from the world. Holy shit. Not to mention his nigga is sick and is about to die. Fuck. <laughs> that was that beef. Like that's what happened and. Yo, it's still like ongoing. We don't really know what's happening. But so it's Pusha T and Drake, Nikki and Cardi, Cardi and Strippers, Nikki and Travis, Azalea and Lana Del Rey. That was very entertaining. Nikki and Remy Ma, 
which yeah, Nikki and Remy Ma, was that the beginning of this year? I feel like that was at the onset of this year, or it's like a tail end of last year. I rolled it into one because I was like, yo, we have a lot of beefs going on. Nikki just failed to respond. I think it was though, end of last year. So I don't know if that really counts. Anyways, Eminem and MGK all wanted the smoke with one another. All of them wanted the smoke. Yeah, 2018 has been kind of crazy with beefs. Like, people just been going at each other's neck and everyone except Azalea saying, um, you know the Addy, pull up. <laughs> yo, to this day, I just, yo, the balls on Alana Del Rey, her going in, or big pussy energy, whatever you want to call it. She's like, I won't not fuck you the fuck up. Jesus, like it's so stuck in my brain. I, I talked about it in an episode. It was like episode seven. And talked all about Alana Del Rey and her double negative. And you know what I mean? I said, you know, you mean business. Anyways, <laughs> 2018 also gave us LeBron leaving the press conference after a game, like a church auntie, right after the last prayer with his man bag and all. I know y'all remember he had the glasses on suit and he had like the suit with the with the, with the pants shorts, with the pants shorts on. And he had like his little man bag. He took off. He was just all like, I am ready to go. <laughs> and he just took off from the press conference. Shout out to LeBron for that. That was, that was a great internet moment there. Um, Virgil, Abloh, and Nike, they dropped like 17 different sneakers, of which you had to know the general manager of the Nike sneakers app. Or you had a copper pair, um, or just a copper pair. Or you were willing to wait in line to be handed an L several hours later. I mean, like some of those shoes were very difficult to get. Shout out to those who were able to make make it happen. Shout out to those with the plug, with the connects. I don't have them. If you know people, let me know. Even though he's already dropped all the sneakers he's going to drop, he might do another collab sometime soon. I'll be waiting on that, my damn self. But Virgil Abloh had a very, very big year. And, you know, like speaking of Virgil, he and Kanye in 2018, also shared a teary-eyed moment on the Louis Vuitton runway for New York Fashion Week. So they embraced each other. Mentor, mentee, the student has become master moment on the runway. And, you know, they embraced and had a good time. It was one of the few times when, like, Kanye didn't completely annoy me. You know what I mean? Like, I could acknowledge his existence and say, you know what, that's yay right there. That's, that's a human yay who's embracing his protege, who's now gone on to do some very incredible things. I probably should have mentioned this when I was talking about Cardi B with her beef with strippers and with Nicki Minaj, but I didn't. So I'm going to mention it now. She had her baby. You know what I mean? Like, she had a little baby culture. You remember Cardi B was pregnant at the end of 2017. She gave birth to her baby. Culture Cephas, if I'm not mistaken, is her name. And Cardi B has been like super stoked about her baby ever since. And she, but then she's bounced back. She's she's in her bag again, doing concerts. She did the BET award show. In which case, whoo! I didn't watch it myself, but I heard people people told me. And I'm like, yo, Cardi B out here popping it back. You know what I mean? Uh, it became very apparent, like how. Uh, her daughter was conceived uh, <laughs> via the moves that she pulled out for the BET Awards. You know what I mean? Cardi B, do your motherfucking thing. On the topic of babies and superstars that have them, Kalani, one of the beloved uh, stars of the Bay Area and someone that like I think is a beautiful soul, 
and she's gotten pregnant. She now carries in her womb uh, the child, I am sure, will deliver the world and will save us from all of our racial bias and bigotry towards our fellow human beings. I'm sure this flower child will possess abilities and powers that will be crucial to changing the minds and perceptions of people across the globe. That's how special this makes. <laughs> Especially because, like, her mom's queer, her daddy queer, they both love each other, and they have, like, this mutual partnership and love. You know, it, I gushed about it prior on prior episodes. And, yeah, I'm trying to think of a more masculine word to use in gush, but I can't. I really did. I went all the way in my heart, and I talked about all of the feelings that came up out of it um, because of this pregnancy. It's so weird. Like, like I don't even know Kaylani like that. I know her at a distance. It's just, maybe it's just seeing her story and seeing her narrative and just seeing how things have unfolded for her in the past few years and things like that made me very excited for the child that she was going to bring into the world. Jordan Peele this year won his very first Oscar, or I don't know if his first. I think he was like the very first black screenwriter to win an Oscar. But I don't know if it's, his, if it's his first Oscar. But you know what? It happened in 2018, and it was a huge milestone, not only for Jordan Peele, but also for the black community as well. Uh, the Get Out was that flick. And speaking of the Oscars, but by Oscars, I really mean the Grammys, because my transitions are quite literally the best thing to happen to podcasts. Uh, Jaden Smith showed up to the Grammys with his hair clean cut and his dreads in his hands as he sported them like an accessory, like like it was like a bag or like a satchel. This kid came in and was like, yeah, I cut off my hair and I came with it. What up? And I mean, I'm not going to lie. He did stunt on it. He did stunt on the red carpet. Like, boy, was looking fly. But it was kind of crazy that um, you brought your hair with you. Well done, kid. <laughs> this is America by Childish Gambino. Sparked dialogue about the current racial, political, uh, social, and economic conditions of the United States uh, while being one of the best music videos of the entire year. Currently, right now, I still hold that true. Um, aside from the fact that, like, I think Sicko Mode is a great runner-up. It didn't, like, really spark conversations except for the fact that it was trippy as shit. And it was, I mean, like, it was really dope, like, from a cinematography, you know, like, yes, cinema. For, oh, yeah, from a cinematic point of view. Oh, it was it was very engaging. And obviously, it was it's a super smash hit and one of the you know, biggest songs of 2018. So listening to that, you know, listening to uh, or watching the show, not a show, but the music video. I'm sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> watching Sicko Mode as a, as a music video was tremendous. I do think it's going to be like one of the top music videos of the year. Uh, but This Is America was phenomenal. Deadpool 2, y'all. Deadpool 2 came out this year year. I just want to let y'all sink that in. Let that sink in. Deadpool 2 came out this year. I watched it this year. It came out crazy, right? Uh, especially because like so many people were like, like the hype up to it. It came out. There was a little bit of hype and then all the other shit around 2018 took place. Um, Venom was also re released this year, but I mean like it's it a little closer to our memories because it was only released a few weeks ago. So Venom also did happen. Anthony Davis back in April. I'm sure you remember this. Trolled 
everyone for April Fool's with his videos showing that he shaved away the monobrow. Like everybody thought the monobrow was gone. They were like, oh my God, the monobrow is gone. But he really wasn't. And he trolled the entire world. Lady revealing that he did not shave off the monobrow to all of our complete like relief and simultaneous dismay. It was weird. It was this very conflicting emotion that happened for a lot of different people. Uh, Elon Musk, he he sold flamethrowers amidst the like the craziness that was his life for, of 2018. He sold flamethrowers. He was like, "Yo, I got these. Who want a cop?" <laughs> so he's just slinging flamethrowers on the internet. Ah, oh, love that guy. Um, Kodak Black and Meek Mill were released from jail. Both of them were released from jail. And have been giving us music ever since they stepped out of the facility. Now, Meek Mill has been like a little, he's been like a little more chill. However, I believe, hold on, let me check here real quick. We will be talking about him in a moment. Oh, we won't be interesting. Okay, anyways, my bad. I thought I saw him on there. Maybe not. Anyways, uh, Kodak Black released his single, ZZ. Talked about it in one of the episodes with the dance, with the internet dance, you know, him dancing in the studio with all the folk. Um, so that was that. <laughs> in 2018, Kodak Black Meek Mill Free, baby. Yeah. So uh, at some point in the year, the world was taken aback by the earth shattering revelation that slavery was in fact a choice from the mouth of none other than the wildly off his medication Kanye West. It was a moment. But like, holy shit. Historians have gotten it wrong for decades. Grandparents, great-grandparents, the stories shared via the oral tradition were all false holy shit Kanye West slavery is a choice fuck out of here man never knew that bullshit happened in 2018 2018 was gracious to us 2018 was very gracious it gave us a lot of things a lot of things it gave us permit patty it gave us barbecue Becky it gave us ID Adam it gave us cornerstone Caroline now, these were all white people who saw black people enjoying themselves and decided that that wasn't okay and that the authorities needed to be involved because there is no black people having fun or being entrepreneurial in their midst. No, 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 no. We will not stand for that here. Even if... The black people that the white people were calling about were children, which was the case for um, Permit Patty and Cornerstone Caroline. Both of them crazy. Now, all of them were pressed when those videos went viral online and they showed them, like it showed the world who they truly were. I remember... Permit Patty going on the news was like, I'm a really nice person. I don't deserve all of the hate and all of the, you know, like all the backlash coming my direction. I don't. 
bitch. <laughs> My bad. Nah, I'm not one to call a woman out her name. I'm not that person. But, oh, oh Lord, give me strength. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were all pressed. A lot of them, they, they really can't come out of their homes. Or, I mean, it's not that you can't come out of their homes. But, you know, their lives are on a completely different trajectory than what they probably originally saw. They probably saw themselves as the hero of that narrative. And when those viral, when those videos came out online, that was not the case. Which brings me to the gentleman. Actually, no, I'm not saying gentleman. To the asshole who followed the black man, uh, a black man home all the while yelling racial slurs um, and, you know, like saying that he's, you know, this and he's that. He needs to go somewhere and he needs to do this. And from our last update, or at least as last as I heard, because this idiot was smart enough to drive in his company truck with his business information emblazoned on the truck. He has long since, I think, folded up shop. I think like the black community, we came in tough and we shut that nigga down. So... I honestly don't think that he will be doing anything of like on his own any longer. Like I don't think he'll be able to garner business from anyone else um, because black the black community we're on our shit. So yeah, 2018 baby gave us some real some real winners, you know, some just great ages. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute, who are you? What is going on? Thank you, 2018. This is great. Um, yeah, so last but not least uh, for 2018, um, we give an honorable mention to John McCain and Anthony Bourdain, two white guys who passed away. Anthony Bourdain, more embraced by the community than John McCain. Um, but, you know, they passed away. So we we offer a moment to acknowledge their lives and, you know, in, in any way that they may have provided a lens of positivity or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about John McCain. I'm like, shit. Um, but no, nah, he was he was like a, a, just, towards the end of his life. He, he made some 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 good decisions on behalf of people of color from what I remember. I mean, like in his, largely in part his entire political career. Um wasn't necessarily that, but you know, like, hey, we 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 still acknowledge you for the places where you've been able to make positive change. And Anthony Bourdain, man, like people really I didn't really like know him. I didn't watch any of his shows. But it was really interesting to see like all the things that happened after the fact of him dying with his girlfriend and his finances and his daughter and all that shenanigans, man. Rest in peace, bro. Rest in peace. So that's it, y'all. That's done for the recap for 2018. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other things that I missed that took place. Feel free to let us know what those are at Shook Talk. Yeah, I would really. I think it'd be really great to get like a running list of all the ways that 2018 has been a complete and utter shit show. Now that we've been able to cover the recap, I'm going to dive briefly into some recent news and things that are going on. And then we can dive in from there oh no i'm not done i got some written notes here okay so real quick uh for the last things for the last uh for 2018 logic and his wife they were both like like his wife was jessica andrea like they were like i saw videos of them they look like he bought her like a g-wagon or something or bought her a new vehicle like they both look like they were so in love and in, in like boom just like that they split whatever works best for them 
you know, like I, I, I wish the best for them. Um, whatever works best for them, I wish the best for them. Yeah, because I'm a great orator and I know how to talk. So <laughs> and to be able to use advanced vocabulary and words. Uh, yeah. um, so they broke up. And uh, Naomi Osaka, she she won the U.S. Open. So well done to Naomi Osaka. Definitely bring that uh, bring that up and. Um, Netflix released some really dope shows. I was trying to get a list of like really dope shows that got released in 2018, but like I really couldn't like dive too deep into it. So I do know that Ultra Carbon and Lost in Space were 2018 releases for Netflix, which were pretty dope. I didn't watch Lost in Space, but I did watch Altered Carbon, and that was a bomb ass show. All right, now we're done. <laughs> now we're done. Now we're done. There is there are no other updates. I mean, yep, for 2018. Man, this week has been crazy. So recently, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, they welcomed their, uh, into their arms their daughter um, via surrogacy, which I, I, think is, I think is beautiful. You know, like one, one way didn't work, but they really wanted to have a family. And so they tried another way. And now they finally have the daughter that they both, uh, it's incredible. Like their IG is just nothing but the love around this small little little lump of a child. So shout out to them, man. They finally have the family that they've wanted and um, I, I wish them the best. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's really beautiful to see that come together. Uh, currently right now, there are several wildfires raging in California. I get consistent updates about the air quality where I work and where I live are unhealthy and I shouldn't be breathing it in even though my ass is walking outside like, huh, this isn't too bad. It just smells a little smoky. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, uh, so but unfortunately, I mean, even though like wildfires, they're they're a natural organic part of nature. Uh, sometimes they do get out of control, and uh, currently, right now, the death toll has reached thirty one people who have lost their lives uh, to the to the wildfires. So, prayers up to the, uh, for for uh, to their families or for their families in in this in this in this tough time, and then prayers up for for California and the other areas that are endangered by. Uh, this wildfire. I saw like a tweet online that like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian were able to hire firefighters to make sure that the fire didn't threaten their home in in Southern California. Like, yo, that's a whole different other type of flex. Like, that's crazy. Like that that rich people, rich people, they will survive Armageddon. That's just what's gonna happen. They're gonna be okay while the rest of us waste away in a barren wasteland. And have to fight over the last can of tuna. I feel like that's from a movie. I can't remember which one, though. Um, so prayers up, man. Uh, hopefully those wildfires can get contained here in California. Jamel Robertson. Um, this was a heartbreaking story. Because it just proves. Like, you can have your arms up. You can, you can, um, you can be polite. You can, you can do all the right things as a black man. And it still will never be the right thing. So Jamel Robertson in Chicago was hired to work security at a bar. And he was called in when one of the patrons was getting, getting they, got, they got really drunk and wildly. He was called in to de-escalate the situation and usher the gentleman out. Um, I don't remember if the it was the gentleman that he was talking to or if it was one of his associates. But then they opened fire in the bar. Um, gunning down three people. 
and um, Jamel uh, Jamel was able to he was uh, he was able to like subdue the person who had the gun, and he actually had a weapon on like him himself, and um, so he had the person uh, he had their arms restrained behind their back and had the gun to their back. Police arrived on the scene, and immediately they see Jamel, you know, like subduing this this person now. The first thought wasn't to say, drop the weapon, even though the patrons in the bar were saying, no, he's security. They had guns raised entering the bar or guns drawn entering the bar. Patrons said, no, he saved us. He saved us. Those are the people who are trying to kill us or who just randomly started shooting. Police didn't listen. They saw a black man with a gun. Instead of asking him to put his hands up or to put the gun down, they shot him and killed him. Y'all, I can't, I can't. Like, what is that? That is the dumbest shit ever, especially in light of the fact that only two weeks ago, a white man entered an anti-Semist, walked into a synagogue, and opened fire on defenseless people who were there to worship. He killed 11 of them, including a Holocaust survivor. He injured seven other people. And he himself was still able to be taken into custody. Right? Shamel Robertson. He did his job. He's security. That's what he's supposed to do. Went into a bar. People opened fire. He subdued the shooter. And because he had a gun drawn, when police arrived, they got him down thinking he's the perpetrator. We lived in fucked up times, yo. We lived in super fucked up times. Until like the officer shot him. I don't care what the fuck your training was, man. Should have asked him to put the gun down. Put the motherfucking gun down. That's what you have to say. Put your hands up. You should have listened to the patrons and said, no, he's security. This is what he's supposed to do. Fuck out of here, man. That's some bullshit. Um, so definitely remember Jamal Robinson. Praise up for his, for his family and for his community. Like, just a young man. I think he was, he was hella young, too. He's like 23, 25, 26. I don't know. He's around there. He's in his 20s. He would even make it dirty. Gunned down by an officer who was too trigger hat, who, 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 because he sees a black man with a gun, is immediately threatened and figured that it was best to remove the threat, that heap or the perceived threat, by firing on him. Fuck out of here, man. Um, <sighs> Stacey Abrams, yo. <laughs> so you know the midterms. We talked about it last week. Um... Stacey Abrams was, you know, like she was in the in the run for governorship of Georgia. And because of all the voter suppression that was going on in Georgia, she did not concede and has not conceded. And she has made the case because she like she was off. Like, I think the count was off by like like she had lost by 60,000 votes. And so, like, because of all the things that happened, they got the, uh, the uh, federal judge in involved. And so what he has done is he's all like he has delayed the certification for governorship in Georgia until November 20th. So we don't find out who's, who's going to be the, 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 the governor 
of Georgia until November 20th. That's next week, Tuesday. Stacy was out here like, nah, nah. I know what you did in my state. I know what you did in my state, and I'm not stepping down. I'm not conceding until every vote is counted. Uh, until every vote is counted, and we have like it's very clear that you know like who is supposed to win. And so like, and then the federal judge made it like all provisional ballots must be counted. Like, that's that's how serious he was. All like all provisional ballots must be counted now. So the provisional, those who went to the, like, um, who were in the polling office the day of, everything is getting counted. That's what the fuck is up. So Stacey hasn't conceded. Uh, currently, actually in Florida right now, or you know what? Stacey, I hope you win. If you ever hear this, I hope you win. In Florida, uh, there is actually a recount underway for governorship, despite the fact that Andrew uh, Gillum, he did concede. He offered a concession speech. So if the recount proves that he was, in fact, the winner, and like we're going to be in interesting territory. So we'll see, because I think he was only off like a few thousand votes. And so, I, yeah, they're definitely going to do a recount to see who actually did win. Uh, so I, me personally, Andrew, I hope it ends up well for you, my guy. I really does. Beto, man, Beto. So Beto lost the governorship of Texas. But he went out in spectacular flair. Like, he cussed. He was all like, you guys are so fucking special. I'm so fucking proud of you guys. Whatever he said, yo, he, he gained. Like, every, every young person, 18 to 30, who watched him concede, we were like, you know what? Hey, yo, man, stick around, man. Stick around. <laughs> so uh, he, he also waited to the last moment until it was very clear that uh, Ted Cruz was, was, was going to keep his governorship. Um, but it's really interesting to see now that because of the campaign that he ran, Beto, like a, a lot of people are thinking that like, hey, man, you know, like, fuck this small shit, bro. Run for president, 2020, Beto 2020. I'm starting to see that shit. It's crazy. So, you know what I mean? I don't think this is the last time we've heard of, uh, the last time we've heard of Mr. Beto. Um, all right. So there's a few things I'm going to touch on real quickly. Uh, Toy Story 4. I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I thought Toy Story 3 were good. And apparently people are really excited for Toy Story 4. Not to say that I don't like the franchise, but I thought it was done. And the fact that we're getting another movie, okay, all right, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, sure, I'm still going to watch it. I just don't know where the story is going to go from here, which I think is going to be really interesting. Pokemon Detective Pikachu which is a Pokemon live-action movie, which means that it looks like real Pokemon are in the, out, are in the actual world. I've seen some screen grabs. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I will. Um, I think it's really interesting that uh, that this is coming about, especially with Ryan Reynolds as one of the leads. Uh, <laughs> I think it's gonna be really interesting. I don't know what Pokemon Detective Pikachu like. Pikachu looks like he's a, like Sherlock Holmes. Um, so it's gonna be very interesting. I think this. I mean, like this is. I guess not caught my eye, but it stayed more on my radar because of the conversation happening around Twitter. Because you know, like people who are aware of Pokemon. Like they started to like because they saw the trailer, they're starting to think about like what it would actually be like to to have actual Pokemon around in in your living space, like in our world. And that's some scary shit, man. This <laughs> is scary shit. I joined in. Yo, I wouldn't want to fuck around with like no like uh three meter tall like bumblebee. What? Nah, Beedrill, keep your ass over there. Or the forearm match, like uh, there's this Pokemon called Machamp. Machamp. 
Yeah, my champ. Yo, he has four arms and he's swole as fuck. I'm not gonna square it with no Pokemon, man. With four arms is gonna lay my ass out. And then also, you got like Raticate. That's a 40 pound rat, bro. Can you imagine seeing 40 pound rats just strolling through New York, hopping on the metro? Woo! It was just, I mean, like, obviously, I mean, it's just us having fun on Twitter, but it was hella funny to see like all the different reasons why people were like, yeah, no, the same for me. Like, I'm not fucking with no no real life Pokemon. I might watch the movie. I'm not fucking with no real life Pokemon at all. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Simone Biles. Woo. Way to go, Simone. So Simone has become the first American. American. So no other American, white, black, other. Uh, I don't want to say other. White, black, across the spectrum to win a medal at every event at the world championship. Go ahead, Simone. Yo, she got hell of medals. Hell of medals. And apparently, like, um, yeah, I don't think, uh, like, someone possibly, like, did any, like, has there been any, any person from anywhere to do what Simone has done? And, uh, or, like, woman of color to do what she's done. Um, so we look at it as, even though she's even the first American, you know, like, yo, she's also, like, the first, like, black woman to win, you know, like a medal at every single event at the world championship. And, you know, like both of these things are, you know, to be celebrated, but for our community, she's one of us. So, you know, like, yeah, she did that shit. You know what I mean? She did that. But yeah, you know I mean, all the other Americans, come on. <laughs> all of y'all who ain't crazy and bigoted, come on. Like, we can, we can share this together. Um, so, uh, recently, uh, there was, hmm, in uh well okay first of all in in the in the world of music um there were posthumous releases for Lil Peep and XXX Tentacion or Lil Peep came out and XXX his album is going to be coming out later on in the year um, but they're both having posthumous releases so those should be pretty interesting recently there's a video that circulated the internet uh, I, I I just saw it yesterday of Jill Scott she's singing right but then like she has her mouth open and she's moving her head back and forth in a very specific manner. Now, the more depraved minds on the internet kind of ran with that, as you can imagine. I mean, any woman with her mouth open who's making a particular movement with her head, oh, shit, what is she doing? So everyone's timeline was filthy with Jill Scott references, not to mention the fact that, I mean, it was so interesting that, like, when people started to bring that up, they are like, yo, why are we thinking that, like, Jill Scott's a saint? Like, if you listen to some of her music, some of Jill Scott music kind of nasty, you know what I mean? It's not like we didn't know that she wasn't a freak to, to begin with, right? I think it's just what she's been, like, portrayed in movies. And then seeing her, you know, like, at a concert, you know, she's just singing. Her mouth's open. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it could be related to fellatio. Sure. Okay, I get you. <laughs> Sir, I see what you did there. Well done. But let's not act like Jill Scott wasn't or, you know, hasn't told us or at least alluded to the fact that she's been about that life, right? So, Jill Scott, man, she's out here, you know what I mean? There's a resurgence of Jill Scott music, you know, her payout for the month of November, but I mean, nice, everyone's listening on Spotify and Apple Music, like, yo, you know what, let me see what Jill Scott's about, let me listen to some of her music. Uh, yeah, yo, okay, so in technology, so first off, Samsung really released a folding phone, or at least a prototype for a folding phone. I don't know why we're, 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 we're talking about folding phones, but you know what? They, they showed a concept and a prototype, so Samsung, man, folding phones, we out here. 
<laughs> Apparently, that's the thing. I had the pleasure of attending um, some uh, social events for Afrotech. So Afrotech is an organization that focuses on bringing together the community of African-American professionals, specifically in the industry of technology. And so we had people from all over the world, from New York, from Houston, from Atlanta, um, from Florida, from my, or from Miami. Uh, we had people from LA, from all over the country come to attend this conference where we were able to, where they were able to discuss uh, about topics that pertain to tech and professional advancement in tech for black people specifically. And you know, it was beautiful, man. Like I didn't actually attend the conference myself. I attended all the social events, so I met like lots of dope people. Uh, especially from my, like my place of work, we were able to like come together and celebrate not only one another, but I celebrate you know like each other from all over the state, um, contributing to this industry of technology, which I thought was beautiful. And you're saying just like, just saying niggas. I mean, like professional niggas, like doing what I mean, like just being comfortable in our own space. Now, there was an event on Saturday night. DJ Drama was one of the DJs. He didn't show up until, like, midnight, and he, like, DJ, or, like, he didn't show up until, like, 1230, and he DJed for, like, 45 minutes, and he was like, thank you for my time. He was out. I was like, all right, DJ Drama, we'll see you. But we had, like, Afro beats. We had, you know what I mean, 90s. We had early 2000s hip-hop. We had everything there. It was just crazy to see, like, a whole bunch of professional-ass niggas who was going to be back in the office on Monday talking about project management, meeting deadlines, you know, talking about engineering, talk about this, talk about that. Swag surfing. Like, we was all in there like, eh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was a movement. So definitely love that. Loved all the people who were able to show up. It was definitely a great time. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Uh, Afrotech was live, baby. It was so live, and um, it was a beautiful time. And so I, I wanted to kind of like wind down on this, and then I have like one other topic, and then we're, we'll, that'll be it for episode 10 and for the podcast series, Shooketh. Stanley, man, Stanley passed away at the ripe age of, I believe, it was 91. Wow. And the love that he's getting online, I'm I'm really glad that he wasn't like like I it, it would be very devastating if any news does come up. But as far as I know, and as far as the internet knows, Stan Lee wasn't like an upstanding gentleman to the very day that he died. Like he did, he wasn't creepy, he wasn't weird, he didn't do some freaky shit. Like he he kept that he kept that same energy, right? He was all about being able to you know like build this like you create these really beautiful narratives. He was able to really capture our hearts in recent times um, with the beginning of you know, Iron Man, like the first Iron Man. We, we started this trajectory of everyone becoming in like innovative comic book lore. And so he's, I mean, his passing, he really just let people feel like they could be kids again. Don't matter how old you are, you can get engrossed in the story of Iron Man. You can get engrossed in the story of Thor of Captain America, of black motherfucking panther. You know what I mean? Like, he created a universe where most people are represented. And, you know, like, and until the day that he died, he was all about it. Still making cameos. He made a cameo in Avengers. He was the bus driver, like Infinity War, the one that just dropped. He was the bus driver that Peter Parker, like, swung up out of when he went to go help out Iron Man. You know what I mean? So... Shout out to Stan Lee, man. You, I mean, personally, I, you know, being, being uh, you know, like the square that I am, you know what I mean? Man of the streets, a man of the, yeah, I really thought I was going around with comic 
but it, like I'm not I'm not really a big comic book dude, but I'm aware of you know like of Marvel. I am aware of the superhero genre. I mean you know very familiar with like the different narratives and whatnot. So you know what I mean just I appreciate him letting me feel like you know like it's okay to 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 dream in weird ways. You know what I mean to like put your pen to the paper and you know just draw like create a world, create a narrative, create. Whatever you want, it's yours. Enjoy it and then share it with people. And, you know, like let them and this thing that we have as humans where we can come together and commiserate over this idea of exploration and adventure and, you know, like bond together and build something and, you know, like move it forward and just revel in that moment together. So thanks, Dan. Man, you dope, man. You dope. And just to see how young you were able to maintain, like how youthful, you were even in your old age, dude. Yeah, that's, that's I feel like it's hard to maintain, and that's something I want to do. I want to be 91 out here and be like showing up in cameos and movies. I mean, I'm not an actor, but you know what I mean? Like that that kind of energy. I want to be able to maintain that. So Stan Lee, man, we'll we'll never forget you, bro. We'll never forget you and, and all the things that you've been able to bring to life. All right, so um everybody knows how much I love the movie Creed. I love the movie Creed. And obviously, I've already bought my tickets to go see Creed 2, IMAX. <laughs> so, yesterday night, I lost my motherfucking shit. <laughs> because Mike Will made it, released a track listing for Creed 2. Yo, this track listing is yuck. What? I ain't got words. This track listing is ridiculous. And I actually got it printed out here in front of me. So, I'm going to take y'all on a tour of the Creed 2 soundtrack real quick. There are 15 tracks. This is actually the first time I don't mind that there are 15 tracks on an album. I don't mind it. I'm here for it. I think it's dope. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we got we got uh, songs by Lil uh, by Little uh, by uh, Lil Wayne. We got uh, songs by Crime Mob. Yo, y'all remember Crime Mob? Yeah, no. Nah. Y'all probably, well, actually, no. Nah, some of y'all might remember Crime Mob, but Crime Mob and Slim Jimmy. Bro, I talk about Slim Jimmy the other week. Uh, we have uh, Ears, uh, Schoolboy Q, 2 Chains, Nas, Rick Ross, Young Thug, Sway Lee, J. Cole, Pharrell, Kendrick, Ray Shrimmer, Kodak Black, Gucci Man, YG, Quavo, Juicy J, ASAP Rossi, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, Nicki Minaj, Tessa motherfucking Thompson. Yo, her tracks, oh, I'm gonna pause here. Her tracks on the original Creed Travel track, she had two tracks. She had Grip, which is, oof, it's, it's a sexy ass track, but it's only like a minute and a half. Sexy ass track. And Breathe. In the, in the narrative of the movie, she like makes a song for, uh, for Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, Adonis. And so, like, that's the track that it is. And it's just, like, she's just crooning on the beat, and it's just melodic. And Tessa got some pipes on her. She's actually doing a track with Gunna. What? Yo, I, like, that is the first track I'm listening to. That is the first track. I know, like, all the other ones are, like, super hot, especially when you got, like, Ben Staples and LMA on a track as well. But, yo, that's the first track I'm going for. So, uh, there, and then there are some people that I don't know. There's, like, yeah, Ears, um... There's a, uh, an artist called Ari Lennox. Um, actually, that sounds familiar now that I say it out loud. Uh, there's a artist called Trouble, an artist called uh, Amalu uh, that are also featured on this album. So I'm really curious to see. And then you also have Bon Iver. I'm not, I don't listen to Bon Iver, but I know they're popular or he <laughs> popular. And so like, yo, this, oh, there's a track 
going on here called Fight, F-I-G-H-T. There's a track on, uh, on here called Bless Me. There's a track on here called Ice Cold Final Round. And the track on, on here, Love Me Like That, Champion Love. There's a track on here called Amen. It's called Pre-Fight Prayer. What? <laughs> Yo, I'm so juiced, bro. I am so hyped for this album. Yo, like this album is making me so excited. Yo, if this album, like I typically don't get super excited about music. Uh, I mean, I do. I do. I love music. But like not to this degree. Like I, I'll get excited when, when Kendrick drop, Lupe drop, like Drogas Wave. Super stoked about that. What else was I super stoked about? Uh, Lil Wayne, super stoked about that. Everything is love. When I saw that, I immediately listened to it. Like during music, I get excited about. And this is supposed to be the soundtrack to one of the one of the movies that I hold dear to my heart. I didn't even see Creed Two. I know I'm gonna love it. I'm gonna go see it multiple times. Told y'all that. Look, this album, I feel this soundtrack is about to be fire. It's gonna be flames on the niggas they got on here, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I just want to put that out there. Create two soundtrack. The track listen is out. I'm really hoping. Yo, if it comes out this Friday, bruh, I'm about to be about that life for sure. Um, that's, whew, I'm, fingers crossed it comes out this Friday. I'm sure it won't come out till next Friday, but I don't want to wait no more. I seen the track list. Like, I want this shit to drop, like, right now. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, I'm going to, like, we're going to see the movie anyways. This might, you know what I mean? But uh, shout out to Mike Will made it, man. Like, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. So hopefully it's great and epic. And I'm pretty sure that it is because, I mean, how can you mess with some of the heavy hitters you got on here? They're Oh, so right now there are going to be like three soundtracks that are going to be like that are going to be staples in like uh, 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 the black catalog. So we have American Gangster. We have uh, the Black Panther soundtrack, which has been phenomenal. That also, guess what, came out. This year, 2018. Thank you, 2018. You've been phenomenal. And now we have Creed 2 soundtrack, which is insane. And so 2018 has been mad generous, man. I'll tell you, this year for music is ridiculous. And we're going to see the fruits of all of that. I'm so excited. It's going to be crazy. Ooh, sa. Okay, y'all. All righty. Um... That's all I. That's all I had, yo. That's all I had for episode ten. Yeah, baby, we made it. We made it. Uh, thank you, guys. God, uh, thank you again, guys, so much for listening. I know that there were times when I I might not have been as clear or as articulate. I thank you for bearing with me. Uh, I'm very appreciative for this opportunity that I've had to uh, kind of like take ownership of of Shiketh and to be able to record and to be able to cover these topics and to you know, like build my skill set. And uh, so this is, uh, this is goodbye. Um, after, after this, I'm actually really excited for, uh, for this finale episode, not only because it's like me completing this project, but also because I'm going on a social media hiatus. I've been, yeah, I've stayed tuned. I've stayed tuned for y'all, man. Like I've stayed on the internet. I've stayed on social media for y'all, man. Um, I mean, and also like the really cute shorties on there, whatever, and for like some of the really you know funny timelines, but <laughs> and threads. But it's a lot, and 
I'm getting ready to sign off for the rest of 2019. I don't want to see no posts on IG. I don't want to see no posts on Twitter. It's been a lot just taking all of that information in and internalizing that information, not just for the show, but just in my regular life. So I think it's going to be really interesting, especially as I try to take on the next projects. Um, like I, I'm planning on, on writing a book. I'm actually, I've already started. And I also have a few other design projects that I'm currently working on as well that I hope to bring to fruition now that Shuket has, you know, like, has come, has come to an end. So that being said, I hope that you guys really enjoyed Shuketh. If you want to reach out to the show, I won't be checking the Twitter until 2019, maybe, but feel free to do so at Shook Talk. But yeah, that's it. I like I don't know if we should have like any parting words. Should we have any parting words? Like how do we how do we close this out? You know what? Nah, we don't. Thank you so much for listening to this Shooketh project from your host. Okay, we out. <laughs>